The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go, go, Sanderson. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome in, everybody. September 29th, 2023. It is a Friday. The final payoff pitch of the 2023 MLB regular season. Brendan Glasheen, your host, joined by Charlie Disturco and BJ Cunningham for this Friday episode. Fellas, we made it. We're not quite at 162 yet. Still a weekend to go and then <laughs> some chaos on Monday uh, because the weather just doesn't cooperate in September and really all year, if we're being honest. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. I'll give you a reason why. Big announcement. Big announcement for the postseason. We've been teasing it the last couple of episodes. Um, we'll be coming to you every day, every weekday during the MLB postseason. Monday through Friday, we will be with you for playoff coverage here at Payoff Pitch. We've got the written content, actionnetwork.com, free to download Action Network app, but also on the podcast side, Monday through Friday. Monday, we'll start with our, our wild card preview and we'll rotate analysts as we've done all regular season, and we'll give out best bets. So if you haven't subscribed, please do. Fun time of year. Uh, we also appreciate your five-star ratings and reviews that you have left throughout the course of the season. Um, please do so if you haven't done so already. We'll compile them each week during the playoffs. Pick a few of our favorites. Give out one a free one-year subscription to Action Pro if you do leave us a review during the postseason episodes. Uh, so do so to get a chance uh, to win. So there you go. And then, uh, again, more we'll update as we go, as the games kind of shrink and more series finish, et cetera, et cetera. We do have a slate today, though. There is a slate today. We're sweating some win totals into the final weekend. Four or five meaningful games uh, remaining. So from what we can pluck from the meaningful games or even the meaningless ones, Charlie, you can go first. What do you got for a best bet on this final payoff pitch regular season episode? <laughs> Yeah, I must be sick or something because I'm going to the Chicago Cubs and I'm backing Kyle Hendricks, a guy that I've long faded just, you know, the last couple seasons. 
The Cubs are a disaster and they're free falling right now, but I think this is a good spot to back them. They're right around a pick them. Uh, Colin Ray on the mound, Ray on the mound. And these are two pitchers that I think Hendricks is actually the better one here. Uh, he limits hard hit rate right around 30%. And he's actually in the top 6% of all pitchers in chase rate, which is like pretty surprising. He's got great commands, limits barrels, puts the ball on the ground, just about everything that you need out of a, of a pitcher. Uh, obviously his worst, attribute is that he doesn't throw the ball hard so he doesn't strike out that many guys and his mm -hmm. expected batting average right around that 275 mark but the Collins not that much better he's in the bottom 12 percent and of all pitchers in average exit velo and has about a 15 percent hard hit rate higher than Hendricks and his strikeout rate is just a couple of percentages higher so when I look at this game and obviously we talk about on the last episodes and it's it's hard to cap motivation but the Brewers have the division locked up and obviously maybe they want to just get their division rival out of the way, but there's an extra oomph with this Cubs team behind Hendricks. Who's a veteran who's pitching well in form and in a must win game. Now that they're a half a game out and obviously the, the Marlins Mets still have to finish that game in the ninth, but a half a game out, this is as must win as it comes for the Cubs. So I like them here at near a pick them all the way to minus minus one twenty. Okay, very good. I'm seeing some shift in the uh, the money line prices right now with some juice on the Milwaukee side. Okay. Um, it's not quite BJ, chicken and beer style, 2011 Red Sox for the Cubs just yet. But man, yeah. that, that fly ball in right center against the Braves, that was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, where where are you had to catch the ball. It's sad. And our presenting sponsor, folks, is BetMGM. Uh, and that's where I'm looking right now at the... Line shift. What do you got, BJ, for a best bet on this Friday? Well, we have a lot of meaningless games on this slate, so I'm going to pick one out there. I like the Padres White Sox under eight and a half runs at even money. Nick Martinez will be on the mound for the Padres. Mainly a bullpen guy. Only started eight games so far this season. If you look at his splits between being a reliever and being a starter, his numbers as a starter are slightly worse. But what he's very, very good at, actually elite at, is generating a lot of soft contact. He's in the 99th percentile for average exit velocity allowed, 96th percentile for hard hit rate allowed. Going up against a White Sox lineup, who I think is the definition of quit <laughs> uh, as we've <laughs> gone further into the season, dead last against varieties and weighted on base average, dead last over the last 30 days in terms of weighted on base average and weighted rate runs created. Plus, Dylan Cease will be on the mound. And if you look at his overall metrics for the entire season, He's been somewhat average around expected ERA, just, just around four, but he has been pitching better as of late. You know, his stuff plus over the last 30 days has risen up towards 125 when for the season he's been sitting around 115. And he's, you know, obviously the Padres have been hitting the ball better as of late, but, you know, Cease in the month of September has a 328 XFIP, his you know, his K per nine rate is up at 11. The walks are way, way, way down in September, only a two, around a two walk per nine rate when throughout a lot of the season, he's been around three or four. So uh, I think the total is a little inflated here, uh, especially with this White Sox offense with how bad it's been and how much better Cease has pitched. So uh, under eight and a half runs, projected only 7.7 .7 runs for this game. No Lou Bob too. That's true. Padres technically are not eliminated. Is that correct? Uh, it would the the Marlins that are up two one in the ninth would have to lose that game and the rest and the Cubs would have to lose out and the Padres would have to win out. But the Mets mm -hmm. the Mets were up one nothing in the ninth blew it gave up two runs in the top of the ninth and the game got called. So 
Yeah. And hmm. they would need a miracle from the Mets, which is, uh, I think, the hardest thing to ask this team to actually try and score. <laughs> oh, the freaking Padres. They won't go away. And they're uh, they're in Chicago tonight. BJ likes under. Very good. Let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. Let's see where the public's looking. And the public, no surprise, looking at one of the games that matter uh, today. There's, like I said, off the top, five games or so that really matter for teams that are in the thick of this thing. Like Charlie's back in the Cubs today. BJ's on a gross, meaningful, uh, mm-hmm. meaningless game. Kind of. The Padres are still in it. But looking at Cardinals and Reds. 77% of the bets, 95% of the cash coming in on the Reds, Charlie, over St. Louis, looking at bet MGM and the price uh, here, Brandon Williamson, minus 120, Woodford on the mound for the Cardinals. You can get the cards at even money, plus 100, totals at nine. Are you going to fade the public on a side or do you have another play on this game? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? No, I'm I'm pretty much passing here. I I just I don't like Woodford. I don't like how he projects. He's he gives up about a fifty percent hard hit rate and a double digit barrel rate. XERA right around six. And Brandon Williamson is also just horrendous. He's around a five expected ERA. Doesn't generate swings and misses. Low strikeouts. High fly ball rate. So I think if you want to attack this game, I would look maybe toward props. Look toward you know, Goldschmidt and hitting a home run or Jordan Walker or Spencer Steer for the Reds. It's just one of those games that I'm upset because I had the 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 Reds 14 to one to make the playoffs. They can't get out of their own way. Every time they have a lead, they blow it. Uh, the offense has just kind of sputtered a little bit. The bullpen has fell off the rails. So hmm. it's a no, it's a no play for me. I lean Reds. I lean over, but I'm not, I don't have like a strong opinion whatsoever. Okay. And the Reds are a game and a half out of the third and final wild card spot in the National League. Miami currently owns it. Cubs a half game out. And the Reds are a game back of the Cubs and a game and a half out from the Marlins. BJ, how about you? you you're liking the public's on Brandon Williamson today. Yeah, I don't like him. Um, <laughs> I do like the Cardinals in this game. I know it means nothing to them. They're completely out of it, but... I mean, Brandon Williamson has been so bad. Like he had one good month in August where his yeah. X-flip was below three and a half. Like the strikeouts popped where he had a K for nine or over 10. But now he's back down to earth where his X-flip in the month of September is now sitting way over five. I mean, overall for the season, he's a 4.77 expected ERA type of pitcher. You know, the Cardinals are average uh, against lefties, but still a good matchup for them. Woodford is not going to see the lineup through the third time. Like he's usually going anywhere between uh, three and, and five innings as a starter. So I don't expect the Cardinals to just leave him out there, even though he does have really bad metrics. So uh, I think you're just getting a motivation line here from the Reds is really what it is. Um, so I'm going to take the value on the Cardinals and where under a normal circumstance really shouldn't be underdogs to, to Brandon Williamson at home. It's, it's just, it's interesting. Cause, and like the thing, the thing that I'm, concerned about right because I, I do agree that the line is probably a little bit inflated toward the motivation goldschmidt's banged up we're probably not and and, and he, he was out of the line of the last couple of days and then arenado and Contreras are out so that's this is the hardest i think this is the hardest part of the cap is 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 what, what we keep talking about is the motivation aspect which i think you know usually you want to look against the motivation for some teams especially the reds where they can't get out of their own way um because younger players tend to play up more want to you know make an impact but right. it's 
it's just so hard to get like, and and I think this speaks to just all, a lot of the games on this slate. It's like half the starters, like you might even see, like we saw yesterday, Zach Wheeler pitched four innings and then was taken out because the Phillies have the playoffs clinched. They don't need Wheeler to pitch deep into games and risk injury. They just need to get a little fine tuning. So I, it's interesting to see like how teams are going to attack stuff and why I think it's so hard to bet slate toward the end of the regular season and meaningless things. F and Phillies, my gosh. Seven yeah, no. game winning streak, six of those wins by one run. Uh, it just it has the Garrett Stubbs hits his first home run of the season in, in a in a one run win over the Pirates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and to BJ's point about Brandon Williamson on the Reds, his August was phenomenal. 39 strikeouts to six walks. And that was really just an exception uh, for him. But they still lost. They went, the Reds went one in five in his starts, despite how well he pitched. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Get ready to hold your nose on this segment. Underdog of the day. Where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Charlie, you're turning to Nick Pavetta and the Boston Red Sox taking on the Baltimore Orioles, correct? They're playing correct. the Orioles still? Okay. Correct. John Means on the bump for Baltimore. Now, I'm sure you probably got this at a better price because now it's. Baltimore minus 115, Boston minus 105, totals at eight. You like the Red Sox. I hope yeah. you're right because I am sweating. <laughs> 76 and a half wins over. I thought this was a, I'm not going to use the L word, but I felt really good about it entering September. Oh, they don't care. They're so like nonchalant finishing the year. And my rant is ending on this next sentence, I promise. Alex Spear, Boston Globe, covers the team, basically the team newspaper because John Henry owns 80% of the Boston Globe. <laughs> Alex Spear had a tweet last night that Alex Cora announced Chris Sale as his intended opening day 2024 starter in Seattle. They're already talking about next year's opener. I don't even know if Alex Cora is going to be the coach of this team or the manager of this team. And he's already announcing Chris Sale. Eh, forget Otani. Forget who else might be out there. No. I don't know. But anyway... Charlie, you're back in this baseball team. Why? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's Hangover Friday. the The Baltimore Orioles clinched the American League East last night. Mm-hmm. This is a great spot, and I think the sports books just hung a bad number originally. And I still think the Red Sox should be favored in this matchup. The Orioles are going to sit a lot of their starters because, as we saw with the Phillies a couple of days ago, they are going to party. And this is the first time they've won the AL East since I believe it's 2014. So. They have reason to party. These are young guys that have taken, you know, the baseball hearts and are now and are now in 
the American League East champs. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lineup that includes McCann, Kierstad, Urias, Mateo, and not Adley, Gunner, and these other guys. And that's just the start, right? Like, I like Nick Pavetta, too. He, Brendan, over the last 30 days, who is sandwiched between Tyler Glass now and Spencer Strider inside the top five and stuff plus? I might sound like Anthony Devondo, but it's Nick Pavetta. He's got a 364 wow. XFIP, a 405 XERA versus a 425 actual. His strikeout per nine is around 12. He's in the top 10% of all pitchers in strikeout rate. He's cut down on his walks. He's had his worst left on base rate since 2020, yet has across the board his best numbers. So due for positive regression here, his biggest issue is barrels and fly balls. But against a lot of these below average Orioles bats and in the Orioles park where right field or left field is so big, I'm not too worried. So I think the Red Sox are a great spot here. I grabbed him first five and money line. Uh, John Means just came back from injury. He's made three yep. starts. His expected ERA around five, his XFIP around six, and actual ERA is two six. So negative regression due. And obviously it's harder to, to pick or positive or negative regression for pitchers when you have a 27, 30 game sample size. But this is a guy who just came back from injury, who has a small sample, who has a 93% left on base rate. And, and just, I think this is a great spot to back the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to put out their, you would assume their best lineup. We don't know mm -hmm. if, if Devers gets sat or Duvall gets sat and whatever it is, but you would expect they have the better offense. They have the better starting pitcher here. And I'm assuming Yiner Cano will not go and they'll have the better bullpen as well. So I like the Red Sox here. I think they have the advantage in all three areas and think they should be favorites. Uh, I hope Kevin Brown was invited to the celebration last night, John Angelos, uh, for the division. I game. hope so, too. Yeah, you think so? He deserves um, it. Okay, BJ, you're in alignment on this with I am. Charlie. You just I bet mean, him. You, I, just, I you just, just put it in the app, plus 100. I, I did. Um, I'm just going to echo everything Charlie already said, and I prefer the team that's sober, Brendan. That's just my thinking in this type of scenario. I mean, yes, they're going <laughs> to bench a lot of guys. And a lot of the guys that are benching are the young guys and young guys like to party, Brendan. And they like to go out later other than guys who are sitting in their thirties uh, like myself who like to cash it in at nine o'clock after a few beers. So um, I like the Red Sox. I'm echoing what Charlie said. Obviously Nick Favetta has been pitching much better. John means small sample size, but you know, he's got a close to a five expected ERA in his first three starts. And that's kind of what he is. He had a couple of good seasons, you know, around the pandemic season, but He's always been around a four one or a four four five range of expected ERA. So stuff plus is about even. So I agree with Charlie. Pavetta is the better pitcher, and I prefer the team that's sober. Hopefully, Charlie, I should Charlie. say hopefully they're sober. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, they've they've quit on the season, so maybe they're not. Yeah. I don't know. But well, again, they've they've already announced they the manager who I don't know if he's true. back or not has already announced his starting pitcher for next year. Who knows if he even makes yeah. it through the offseason? And Charlie got a good price. Charlie got plus one twenty. He put that out last night in the app. So hopefully he got that good price. Yeah, it's it's any anytime a team clinches, take the other team and you'll get good Except closing the Phillies. value. Except yeah, the well, Phillies. but even but even then, I took the Pirates plus one eighty and grabbed the plus one and a half at minus one ten, and okay, the line closed around plus one ten for the Pirates, and then the the plus one and a half run line was had to have been like minus 170, 180. So like you get, you'll get closing line value on all these games, especially with the hangover lineups. And then the angels beat the twins a couple weeks or about a week ago too, when the twins clinched. Yep. That's a great article idea, by the way, is to go back in history and look at what the record is of teams who the day after they clinch of like what, what their actual record is. 
that'd be an interesting article to do. I'm not going to do it now. Maybe I'll do it. And probably next That's year. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> next year, if, if you you got to put a reminder in, in for me, maybe I'll do it. But Action Network intends to have BJ Cunningham <laughs> write. This, is, this seems like an Evan Abrams uh Type of I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Evan. I might do it. Yeah, I kinda, he might, I he'll, like he'll have a much easier time doing this than me. So yeah. Action Network intends to have Evan Abrams write division clinching article <laughs> in 2024. Yeah. It's in honestly, home. it's honestly a great idea because every game, the I think the sports books put out a bad line and they do look aheads and whatever. And then yep. it's it's a perfect opportunity that if you see the clinch happen, as soon as the the Phillies won on that walk-off, I went and immediately bet the pirates. Like I, I went and put half a unit on their money line and a third, two thirds of a unit on the one and a half. And obviously I profited barely because Garrett Stubbs hit his first home run of the season, but it, it's, it's all together. You always get about, you know, a lot of CLV. Full disclosure. I've been mostly just sweating win totals. Um, <laughs> not betting a lot of individual games. I think Charlie and I bet the tigers together when I was in at HQ. You were, I might, maybe I will just, you know, BJ, Michael Leboff of the Wonder Goal Pod and just hockey. Yeah. Too. He talks about pain. Maybe I'll just bet the Red Sox tonight. Yeah. Along with some other college football that I'm on and just really make. make Michael hates, but you got to remember, Michael hates betting. He's told me that so many times. Yeah. So, you know. Nice and, life he lives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final bets so we can get out of here. And like I said, Monday through Friday, next week, playoffs, wild card preview on Monday. BJ, you've actually, speaking of the Tigers, you like the Tigers yeah. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, why not? I mean, this is a spot where I don't they think they not. should be significant underdogs. Uh, I mean, they're sitting at minus 104, but I think they should be more significant favorites against Cal Quantrill, who, I mean, he does this year after year after year where he outperforms his, his expected metrics. But this season, it's not really happening for him. You know, his expected area is well above five, but so his is his actual ERA. And Joey Wentz hasn't been a great pitcher um, this season, but Cleveland cannot hit lefties. They can't really hit the ball in the ball well over the last 30 days. So projected the Tigers at about minus 120. So I like the value on them at minus 104. Joey Wentz, any any relation to Carson? I don't know. That's a good question. No. I doubt it. Moose, lefty, 6'5", 220. Um, 3 and 12 record, an ERA of 6.5 for Joey Wentz. He was the Tied starting pitcher home. when I hit the home run parlay. It was him and uh, him and Joey Lucchese. He is Speaking having a which, better better September. 4.8 XFIP in September when his <laughs> XFIP in August was – but his XFIP in August was 6.6. So he's improved. <laughs> You laugh, but that's improvement. <laughs> Charlie, you're on a pitcher prop tonight. Are you going to do triple sevens with all the murkiness surrounding lineups in this time of year? I am. Yeah, I have. I have it coming out. I already have two picks. I'm still trying to figure out the third. Okay. But I give it, us the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, give us the pitcher, and then give us the two hitters that you're eyeing for triple sevens. Yeah. So this is a uh, a good look from I. I got it from one of our colleagues or I guess contributors prop at guy JP France under 16 and a half outs. I love this spot. So we saw in the Astros Mariners game three of the series, the series finale where it's a must win for both teams. Yeah. Uh, pitchers or managers are quick to hook their starting pitchers, especially when they get into dam- damage, danger, whatever it is. Bryce Miller got taken out immediately after the fifth. I know DeMundo hit his strikeouts under prop on him. Well, JP France takes the mound in this series starter and it's, a meaningful game for both the D-backs and the Astros, though more so for the Astros because they are now just one game above the Mariners without the tiebreaker. So they need to win 
two out of three to make the playoffs. And JP France is probably the worst pitcher that's going to start for them in this three game series. He has a five expected ERA and ranks in the 55th percentile or worse in every single advanced metric of starting pitchers. So when I look at this game, I'm expecting them with a, they had a day off yesterday after the win Rest against the bullpen. Mariners, but they threw the, they, they threw the kitchen sink at the Mariners. They won. Uh, they have a rested bullpen. Jose Urquidy is also a long reliever that is in the bullpen. I expect Dusty to pull France early, maybe even just the first time through the order, get out, get him out. It's one of those games where they need to win. And I think France is going to be the first guy to go. And if you look at his recent game logs, he has five innings or less in three of his last four. So this is yep. when it matters. I think he's going to get the quick hook. So under 16 and a half outs, I like JP France there. And then quickly, Corey Seager and Glaber Torres, both two of my triple sevens. Corey Seager's around plus 300, 330, and, and, and that's a bad line. He hit a home run against Wu just five days ago. He is on fire. I like him here for his total bases and home runs prop. And Glaber Torres plays Jordan Lyles, who gives up a lot of barrels, put the ball in the air a lot. And if you look at his underlying metrics and his graphs, at Fangraphs is rolling fly ball and hard hit rate. He's hitting the ball a lot better. So obviously that game is more meaningless, but Glaber has been hitting a lot harder. So it gives me kind of reason to believe that he's going to come and he's going to try, uh, especially with the unknown that comes in the offseason. So I will have a third later, but Torres, Seager, home runs, total bases for now, and J.P. France under 16 and a half outs. Okay, be sure to check out Charlie in the Action app. Also, uh, the article, actionnetwork.com as well, works to find the full 777s article coming out very shortly. Okay, gents, great work this regular season. Want to say that we got a lot to go. Still got a whole month of playoff baseball. BJ, Charlie, Sean Zarillo, Tanner McGrath, Colin Whitchurch does a great job on the written side as well, kind of managing all of you and then putting you in the right places. DeBundo, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody who's joined our podcast throughout the year. And that's the Tanner. I said Tanner. I, I said oh, okay. Tanner. I wasn't listening. That might be it. That might be everybody. Um, Maybe Colin Whitchurch might have filled in from time to time. Colin, Colin did some preseason stuff. Yeah, Colin and uh, Zarillo. Our fearless leader. Great, yeah, Colin and Zarillo had a great article or a great pod uh, before the year started about the new rule changes, at least in the uh, in the offseason. So if I, that's the worst part about naming names, too, and thanking people is if you forget someone, you're you're an a-hole. Um, yeah, you're getting, a, you're getting a DM later from someone. Yeah. Oh, Jim Turvey. Jim Turvey helped out. Turvey did a couple. Yep. Okay. Great stuff, guys. All regular season. Thanks to David Payne, our audio producer, who gets our podcast up every single week. Uh, and Matt Mitchell, we'll thank him, I guess, too, um, for what he does. Love you, Mitch. Okay, that's it. We are back, folks. Monday. Monday, our wild card preview. Monday through Friday, all of October for payoff pitch covering the postseason we are presented by bet mgm again don't forget to download the free award-winning action network app leave us that five-star rating to get in the habit of that we'll try to get do some giveaways during the playoffs as well for charlie disturco bj cunningham brendan glasheen thanks for listening to payoff pitch action networks mlb betting podcast presented by bet mgm playoffs start monday we'll talk to you then look at his crowd on its feet what a tribute no one wants to leave Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.